The Burning Maze, Chapter 29. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can run, he'll kill you! A floating mansion of full of shoes. Hermes would have been in paradise. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Eva, Neve, how are you? I'm. <laughs> um, I'm chilling. <sighs> um, I got a massive slushy from Sonic, um, with nerds in it. So making uh, big moves, money moves. Yeah, no. Why is there nerds in it? I'm actually really upset by this. No, don't knock it till you try it. It elevates it so much. I'm so I just have a lot of questions. And I, yeah. but like primarily, like what is the texture like? Ava, the color is the color is looks like grass. This isn't like, no no no. Okay, it's almost done. So it looks green now. It was very blue, don't worry. Um uh, the textures, it's pretty much what you'd expect. It's like slushy, and then there are just nerds in it, and you just crunch them. I I hate this. I, I hate, hate it. I just, I, I do. I'm are, so disappointed. Why are you guys haters? It's so delicious. I don't like weird textures. It's not a weird texture. It's like, it's literally like the same as a McFlurry. It's like one I thing in another thing. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's like what in it? Nerds. What? Like a McFlurry with M&M? Yeah, or Oreo. It's something with something else in it. <laughs> you know, well, okay, by that rule, <laughs> it's also yeah. just like shepherd's pie. <laughs> you guys, you guys literally cannot, like, don't judge it. It's so, it's so good, you guys. I'm just like, I just never want nerds to be wet. They're kind of not like I don't know. Why I, that's they, even more concerning. <laughs> I, I don't know why they like just taste normal. They're cold, but like not that cold. And it's like, no, it's you guys. It elevates the experience so much. It gives so much more flavor. I, Neve, how are you? <laughs> A little. Hey, I'm to ask that. Um. I literally tonight had the most insane experience on the bus because work was a little tense. They like understaffed for how many parties they had booked. Um, so like, like it's a really surprising restaurant workplace that like people are not normally yelling at each other. Cause every other restaurant I've worked at, people are normally yelling at each other. It's not quite normal here. Like it's very, I've only ever seen it happen once or twice. And tonight, I guess, was the third. Because, like, there was yelling. Because there was, like, so much tension in the room. So mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm trying to get home in time to record this. I'm, like, you know, we're already a little tense. And I get on the bus. I, I You can, like, track the bus on the app for the SEPTA. Um, you could see, like, where it is. And I could see that it was leaving its, like destination it's a crosstown bus and it was leaving its destination on the other side of the city and headed toward me like like seven or eight minutes later than it was supposed to 
And I was like, all right, that should probably be fine. Like based on, you know, I might be like one or two minutes late. And as I watch it approach, I realize it's, um, it's losing time. Like it's getting, it's getting more and more on track. And I'm like, huh, I guess there's just like no traffic, but that's like really crazy to watch it, like build back up by the time it only got to me like three minutes late, which was like crazy because it started out like eight minutes late. And when I got on that bus, I quickly realized how it was doing this because this bus driver must've pulled away from Penn's landing and been like, you know what? I'm going to make the time up. He was flying down this major roadway like flying I was actually like feeling kind of bad that I had to hit the stop button because every time you did it sent everyone like screeching because this man was driving this bus so fast when you look on google maps the amount of time it takes for you to get from my job to my house it says it's a 12 minute drive tell me how the bus got me from the stop where it picks me up to a block away from my house in eight like it's a bus it stopped for other people and it still got me there in eight minutes i was like that was a roller coaster that's that's too fast that's too fast that's crazy all the people he was i'm not even lying he was flying you could like feel the wind coming through the the old cheap windows of the bus it was really crazy flying i don't think those buses are made to go that fast I've been on those buses. Yes, he was like, it's a Monday, I'm bored. I'm making up this eight-minute loss. And trust, I bet he was making it to, like, the stops past ours, like, early. Like, he was flying down this route. It was wow. really shocking. Um, But otherwise, I'm good. How are you, Brayden? I'm, I'm good. I'm trying to think of what I even did today. It was just, like, such a typical day. Mm. You know, I just, like, really, like, did my online work in the morning and then I had lunch and I went to my job and then I uh went to the gym and then Sometimes I got like home that. and then it was like already like 9 30 <laughs> and I was like Jesus Christ I guess it's um, kind of a good way to start the well week. I, well I um I was calling one of our friends to give her advice um and I also at the same time had forgotten my shorts at home but I was planning on going to the gym. I had already mixed up my pre-workout. So I said, I'm going to go buy shorts. Not an easy thing to do in the winter is what I found. <laughs> I was like, I need more workout shorts anyways. Um, I ended up landing on a pair of uh, women's running shorts from Target. Because the men's, all of the o- only men's shorts were like extra large. And like, mm-hmm. and that's really and, something and that like has to fit. Yeah, eight inches. I still ended up picking. I thought like a women's medium would like no, still a little too big. Um, I'm also cool. not woman shaped. No, no, it would yeah, um, different proportions there. Yeah, they're not bad. They're just like a little. I I don't got thighs as thick as it as these shorts think I do. <laughs> it's like <laughs> what's what's happening here. Um, but like, you know what? I need I need to go harder on leg day anyways, like gym goals. Totally. Um, when I tell motivator. you it, it's like significant, they're like there's a little significant room <laughs> in the legs. Um, so it would take a lot to make that up. Um that was so boring. Other than that, like <laughs> I, I didn't no, thank you. Um 
other than that, we're just chilling, I guess. I'm ready for the holidays. I'm ready for the holidays to happen, but also be over, you know? I'm so stressed in anticipation. When you're hearing this, we'll be midway through the holidays. And Slay, I'm I'm happy for everyone hearing this, that the holidays are almost over. I am excited, but also, like, this is the week now that, like, so much next year planning is happening because everyone knows like next week they they don't got you you know like yeah, you might be this, there this but you is... might not you were you're not there so like i feel like all of the planning for next year like for like starting stuff next year at both my jobs has like all been this week yeah it's just like a weird time where it's like it, there feels like someone should do before the end of the year and the beginning of the next year but also no one wants to do anything yeah um including me Work. I don't want to do anything either. I took a nap today. Nice. Like a long one, like an hour and a half. I was so tired. Work. Welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. This week we'll be discussing chapters 29 through 33 of The Burning Maze, Trials of Apollo, The Burning Maze, uh, through the theme of altruism. Also, we're talking about the big, the big thing that happens uh, this week, which is crazy. Um, but we won't say anything until after the summary, um, because then in the summary, Ava's about to reveal mm-hmm. um, what happens, and she's going to do that now. Okay, so basically, a big, big fight. Um, a lot happens in these chapters, but it's kind of like largely the same it's like Caligula Medea type deal um and they are fighting our little favorites and Piper almost gets knocked the fuck out we think she's the one who's dead um we get a little fooled for a little while and then she wakes up and and I think it's like Medea who's like no she's not the one she's not dead um she's alive mama she's taking a nap not really but um then um I'll fill in the middle after I go to the end. At the very end, uh, Jason gets super stabbed through the back by a spear. um, And everyone is like, oh, he's probably dead. And then um, he just stabs him again just to be sure. And everyone is so sad. out of time. Awesome. Um, We did have an extra chapter this week. They were all short, though. It didn't. It was weird because they it went by so fast. And we read five chapters. Yeah. The first chapter especially felt like. Yeah, I, it was a lot of action. So like it was yeah. like quick, quick to go and um, quick get to step in. Um, get to step. Yeah, Jason's dead. Let's guys. Talk, like wait, no, okay, we gotta do songs before we get derailed. Um, and then um, I don't even know when to talk about it. Like forget format. Let's do songs. My song is. I when I tell you I spent like a literal hour <laughs> trying to find the perfect song and I still am not convinced I did but I I feel pretty good about my choice which is um to be alive by Rina Sawayama not I like it's kind of it's ironic not. <laughs> but no um it's like what it means to be alive and like is like being alive is being hurt, but like you lit he like I don't know. It felt like right to me that like Jason like kind of fulfills his purpose 
and that's in his purpose is to save piper yeah not even apollo like he also saves apollo night but his this death makes his purpose in life to have been to protect piper yeah um and that that was really was way on me as i was like looking at songs um and I feel like I just feel like this song really gets at it. I also needed something like really cinematic and grand because I will say the moment where he like unleashes the wind, like the visual of it is so fucking cool. Oh my god, we'll talk about it more. I I I'm going to talk I have so many thoughts, but um I just needed something that like really underscored that moment and his death and the like emotion and the weight of it like i i ballied about with some mariana's trench songs some fallout boy songs mm-hmm. um i for a minute i was like requiem and d, d minor <laughs> mozart um i love that that's fierce like which which also which didn't feel wrong uh, I also thought about Hurricanes by Rina Sawayama. I had a lot of thoughts. I yeah. could probably make a playlist about, about Jason's yeah. death. Um, and I, I have another song that I think I'm going to use next week, probably. We'll see what happens, but like about like the response to it, because this is about the death, not necessarily we don't really get the, their reactions. Yes. We don't get the They're like They're it. escaping at the, yeah. Um, yeah, that's mine. I feel like a terrible person <laughs> because you have such a Brayden, you had such a sweet pick, and it's so profound. Um, and mine is just my. I think mine's a little too soon. Um, so I'll give you a hint. It's by Kesha. And um, it's not We Are Who We Are. Uh, it's not TikTok. Um, it's not Blow. It's Die Young by Kesha. Because he did. Neve, what was your song? Um, mine is uh, by an artist that the wonderful Philly Music Fest showed to me. Um, I feel very uh, quirky and different knowing an artist that not a lot of, it's not Declan McKenna. <laughs> Is he <laughs> pulling that up? <laughs> um, it's by an artist called Julia Pratt. Do you know that? No. Exactly. Oh, Get God. Um, I'm so, so quirky That's real obnoxious, Neve. I'm kidding. Um, it's called Hopeless Romantic. It's an absolutely devastating song, generally. Um, but it has it has a lot of imagery of like of exactly what you were talking about, Brayden, of just like out in an act of like love, like and it's more it's like all metaphors in this song of like, you know, like uh violence and like hurting yourself for someone that you love. Um and it's obviously all 
not real in the song, but in the book, it's unfortunately <laughs> extremely real. Um, but yeah, it's it's a very pretty song, uh, like sonically, and the lyrics are really great. Um, and I think that it was a good, like, ba- I think it's a good balance of, like, the emotions that Jason probably went through to make this decision, as well as the emotions that Piper's probably gonna experience in the next chapters yeah. or like maybe experience in the moment yeah um so that's why i picked it you also reminded me that i wanted to reiterate that part of my choice of the the my song too was it feels like what apollo is experiencing mm. Mm. um it's really like it's I open my eyes and I finally know what it feels like to be alive is the chorus. And like we really in these chapters get Apollo's like really starts to understand what mortality actually is. And he realizes that the and because he he tries to sacrifice himself, he realizes that being human means dying. Yeah like like he and he really internalizes it and that's why jason's death i actually i think it was written well in script i think it's such good writing for apollo's story it's great in service and like he apollo needed to experience someone this important like he's not like that close to jason yeah like but he knows he's important yes um and like is someone he admires too. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. I don't even know if it's appropriate to say favorite moments. I know. Cause it really is. Oh, it's so sad. And like, just the, the timing, just like at the very end of the chapters, it really like hits you with the, like Jason's last words being go remember and Apollo being like, yeah, I remember that conversation we had this morning. Like, oh my God. The yeah. fact that this all happens in like a day. It's even, at first I was like, that's so fast. And then I was like, actually. It's, it's really not. It's great. Well, it's it's less than a day. So it is fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's, it makes sense. Yeah. Because Jason, at least, has, we have been implying, has been implied to us that he's been thinking about this day and like like what it would mean to take on this enemy with this prophecy and like the idea of sacrificing himself he's clearly been thinking about for a for a while yeah which is why he gives the i'm gonna die speech to apollo and then does um Let's take take our break and then come back to talk about the theme because we're just gonna end up talking about it yeah. anyways and we might as well Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. 
All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right. Altruism. It's like another word for selflessness, if you don't know what altruism means. Um, now that we've gotten that over. <laughs> now that that's uh, out of the way. Uh, I, I wanted it to be immolation, which <laughs> which means altruistic suicide, because that's what happened. Like self-sacrificing your life specifically for something. Um, but immolation heavily implies dying by fire, which he does not do because he was stabbed. And neither does Apollo. Because Apollo also is, has a big moment of almost dying. In but it's not by fire. But not by fire. Also by stab. Stab. Um, and it's kind of like no fire. Yeah. He kind of got like Rue from the Hunger Games, but backwards. By himself, yeah. I, oh, I'm talking about Jason, but... but oh, um, yes. Yeah. But Apollo did. got Rue from the Hunger Games in the forwards, but by yeah. himself. Yeah. I will say the usage of that arrow... I never thought we would see the silly little arrow used in this way. I, I, it, I, 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 it, I actually think that choice took it's, away from the moment. It was it was crazy. It was necessary, I guess, for him to not have killed himself. Yeah. But like I feel like they could have saved him anyways. I feel like the humor kind of undercut the moment. Yeah. It I was think- really funny. Don't get me wrong when the arrow this is my south moment but i'm gonna say it now like when the arrow is like i was bobbing and weaving away from his heart did i don't want to be in his heart (laughs) i was like this is so funny i think that moment i i think i do want to chat a little bit about apollo's like self-sacrifice moment before we move on before we like really talk about jason Mm -hmm. just to get it out of the way just because it was like it was a great way to prelude something like a major character death happening because even though jason is obviously not a major character in this book like he in this series like he's he was the major character of the last series so he's very important and for like you were saying like for apollo's journey in these books 
like he he made this choice to sacrifice himself to ruin their plan but he like kind of like he's apollo like he kind of believed like he said like i was relying on medea's healing like he never really thought he was like i'm ready he may have been thinking I'm ready to die to protect these people, but like he he never actually thought it was going to happen to him or anyone else, you know? And for him to like get away with like cheating death in such like a grand way by like doing this stab and like all the elements working out so that he doesn't actually die and then to immediately have it followed by a major character sacrificing themselves and actually dying like for them it was just like probably like it i felt like it was a good climax to that arc of apollo cuz he like he could have easily left that situation being like well you know death really still does elude us <laughs> like he, we're still good and then like it we were not yeah. also it was like it's frankly been a lot of books since we had like a big death <laughs> i was going to say it's it. I think it's been the right amount of time, you know? Perhaps too long. Because Did the, anyone die in the Heroes of Olympus? Literally, because the last Olympian had a body count. Like, we had people going That's down true. that book. Octavian died. But that was something we that, were all But that was for. fun. Yes. Like, there was, because the first five books, the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series that they based a TV show off of that is currently airing. Great um, job with it, Rick. It's doing yeah, well. Great show. Great show. Um, <laughs> that is like there is death. There death is. is death is a present consequence in those books. To a lot of like, obviously not to our main trio, but like, but like, like you have the sense that any of them could have died because we get some big like that the zoe death yeah uh we start off with uh, i think is dead she's not but like that is a, a really there is reality. there is a death that hang, there are two deaths that hang over the entire first book which is sally yeah and and like neither of them are dead but it well it, talia was for a good while yes well she wasn't dead she was a tree true get your facts straight so these trees are alive Tally wasn't a rock. Rocks are dead. Well, are you rock dead? Rock is never, never dead. dead. Actually, you are not dead if you've never been alive. But in the... F- I, I mean, well, no, we I can't open that up. No, I... Well, I don't, we just went opposite ways with it. We're a pro-choice podcast. That's true. That that is that is that is why I made the the. We I was like I was like are are things that that are aren't dead alive still dead no <laughs> you're right a rock I is the same as an unborn child <laughs> and that's that back to percy jackson I can- <laughs> um but no there is like very real deaths that hang over like i always think of um selena oh i was gonna books. say zoe <laughs> well zoe yes but zoe was like like Selena, we knew Selena from was day. an ongoing character. Like she yeah. was like a very long-standing Luke. character. Well, yeah, but he was the villain. And so you are dare we forget Bianca? Uh, Bianca, yeah, Bianca, 
real early death. Yeah. Beginning of that book. Yeah. No, not really, but three quarters. Like, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Thirds. But like we had major character. We had like characters that existed throughout all four books in The Last Olympian. Like. Yeah. And some cameo queens. Yeah. And I can't like the lost hero just didn't. No one died. Not one. Not one person died. That's not true again because Octavian, but like no one else. A lot of, no one else died. There's a lot of implied deaths. There's a lot. I don't of, like, even. We're not even given like side character deaths though. In like, we like, we're only given like like nameless like oh demigods. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, demigods died, died in battle, but like we have no yeah. idea who these people are. And like when in the other books, we knew. Like, like we knew these yeah. people, and they were. Even like you some could of have killed off Drew Tanaka, like we would have like been it would have had an impact. Like, well, <laughs> well we thought Leo died, but that's, he didn't. That's so. also the suffering of the fact that there were so many. Um, it was such an in another way that the ensemble cast worked as a detriment, and like Rick didn't really manage it mm-hmm. in the best way. Of like, we had enough time going over what all fucking seven of them were doing. Take you could have killed one of them. <laughs> well, they tried to kill one of them, and so and he, and he's now succeeded in killing one of them. True, different one, <laughs> different one, different. I mean, it is like we do have to, like, I think state that explicitly that Jason had to die because Leo was saved. Ooh. And honestly, I'm so content with that. I would rather Jason go than Leo any day. <laughs> no, me, me too. It's so sad they made him better and then they and then he killed him. I know. I like don't feel that bad. <laughs> no, I like his character more because he's dead. Precisely. Care. It was good writing. We it can like, look back on him relatively fondly. Yes. Relatively. I I can I I did feel this death. Like I went. I was upset. I was really surprisingly like affected because it it was just good writing. Like it served, it served so much purpose. It was like, so we re- I really thought my girl Piper was taking the L. She was not looking good um, for most of these yeah. chapters. And I think that it was so impactful to have Apollo. Like there are lines where um, I don't remember where this was and that's okay. But there were, <laughs> I remember there was a line that Apollo was like, that Piper was really looking like on her last on her last yeah. leg and Apollo was like I decided that Piper McLean would not be the one to die tonight and then he really like you know that happened for real yes yeah and um I think that the structuring of all of that like it does lead you to be like oh my god like I can't believe this actually happened no because it does there is a moment at least one moment in in the set of chapters where you think the one who you know someone's gonna die you can feel someone's gonna die but there's a moment where you think it could be any of them yeah even apollo frankly yeah like he i didn't i never thought like i was i knew i knew jason was the one who died but i was never under like if i didn't know that i was never under the impression that apollo would be dead forever this is his book but i thought it'd be like me like there was the potential for like a death and then like 
it, then he's in this like purgatory place and then he gets to go back kind of thing. Yeah. They do that all the fucking time in this type of fantasy. Yeah. Um, like Percy, I feel like he has done that like four times where like, <laughs> he's dead, but he's not dead. Oh my God. He's it actually always, it, it actually always bothers me. I hate the trope of like, like you have to choose life. You have to turn back. Your story isn't over except in Deadpool 2. Because they use it kind of ironically. Yeah. Like, they're playing with that trope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I really like Deadpool 2. Good movie. Good. Even better than Deadpool 1. I'm excited for the third. Deadpool 3. <laughs> <laughs> Very good series. Um, but yeah, I think that it was... It was actually deeply upsetting. Which I was surprised. I was like, if Jason dies, I don't know how... Rick's gonna make me like really upset about it, but it was like deeply upset. Yeah, no, I care. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> it was also like okay, so please. It was also to serve like this. The Caligula is like such a monster, and it was also like good for and like there was no way that they went up against this this specific. Oh my god, Medea and anyone else. Like it could have yeah. It could have been like a baby. Like <laughs> it didn't like Caligula didn't even also need to be threatening at all because Medea is such a threat on her own. And then you just add like anyone else to help. Like much less they are cornered on this ship, surrounded yeah. by guards yeah. and Caligula and the horse whose name I can't pronounce. Um and like Caligula was saying, like, like the way that he's been working behind the scenes of like, like Piper, you hated your father's lifestyle, so I destroyed it. And if you had just gone to Oklahoma, none of this would have happened. And like Jason, you like building your little statues, and if you'd have just minded your business and perhaps built like a little a little temple to me one day, we would have been fine. Like it was just like so. Mm-hmm. It was so many, there were so many moments written in well that didn't feel like, you know, didn't feel like they were forcing you to reflect on like all the ways that we, that this couldn't have happened, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that is really good structuring leading up to um, like a character death like that, because you just had all these little moments where you were reflecting like subconsciously of like, oh, this didn't have to be this way. Yeah. There was, you know but fate has led us here. And it was like, so that made it even more impactful. I think on top of that, the like, the reason it like really works with Caligula too, is what what you're talking about with the, oh, you could have uh, done this. And like the idea of complacency. Yeah. And like we said before, these books are very topical and feel like a direct response to Donald Trump. Um, and like the idea of like how these people get power yeah. that, that shouldn't have power is complacency. And that like yeah. it is an altruistic act in itself of like overcoming complacency because like you can be like there are people who can be comfortable. Yeah. When these people are in power because they won't be affected. And so mm-hmm. it's easy to do nothing when you're not the one directly affected. Yeah. And that's frankly why he was elected in the first place and like why we still struggle with that but like now we're in this very divided place as a country where like some people are affected and some people aren't but 
more people have been affected in the past few years. Like, and yeah. like that's how Biden and Harris got elected because more people like realized that, oh, they were also on the chopping block. Yeah. Like yeah. coming for me too. Yeah. The threat wasn't as serious when they're not coming for you. That's so true. Even if you don't agree with the person. It was a great way to like show that of like, like that this sacrifice, even though the two of them could have quietly gone, you know, they're they, like gone to these lives that they didn't love, but like they weren't in active danger, mm-hmm. like still choosing to go into that danger for the greater good. It was a good way to like yeah. write about that. And it's something that's easy to forget in reading, especially this genre that like, and and especially because the original book set up that they're like always in danger because like they attract the danger. Yeah. But like the idea of these kids who put themselves are so constantly choosing to put themselves on the line it's not always their option but like it is like really compelling like especially in these books that every like apollo's got to be doing this meg is like kind of on the run but like all of our other characters that are popping in and out are like really making an active choice to be a part of this yeah and they don't have to be like it is now they're now older and it they're allowed to make the choice yeah um but like the fact that they are still choosing to like fight the good fight i guess like yeah it is really touching yeah uh we literally hated him so much but it is still just like sad to think that he's just like on the uh, on the surface like plain tragic yeah like it is just like i um i just feel like it's so surprising to me that it is just still like upsetting to think that he did not make it out of this one you know yeah it doesn't feel real yet we spent an ungodly amount of fucking time in his thoughts (laughs) Especially in the lost hero. <laughs> so Yeah, and doing nothing. And he wasn't they weren't good thoughts, but we were there. I will say <laughs> there's a little bit of a yeah, serves you right in the fact that he dies in someone else's POV. And I think that's um penance for <laughs> for, Nico. for Nico. Frankly. Yeah, frankly. Yeah. Should we do sass moments? We could. Yeah, there were there were I know it's like it feels so weird, but like there were funny moments. It feels slightly disrespectful, but but you know, we cannot But we hated Jason <laughs> shrug because uh tradition yep it's true it's true um i don't even know what like the arrow was so funny but those moments feel so inappropriate too i i also think the ongoing joke of the names of the bunny people (laughs) i love it I mean, I already said mine. I'm I'm trying to find the uh, exact quote. 
You know what? I actually choose a different moment. In inside us, insidious at the horse. Mm. Piper okay. calls her her voice a little stronger. Kick Medea in the head. Insidious flared his nostrils. I think I'll kick Medea in the head. No, you won't, Medea shrieked. <laughs> I okay. He was kind of fierce. He was funny. Oh my I god, it was like the horses. And I'm a, I'm a fan, I dare say. Yeah. He he had me he had me chuckling sometimes. Because he was like, the horses are gonna rule the world. And like I got my own thing going on here. And I, I respected him for that. He was yeah. so clean toted. He's um, playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan Reynolds can in that era. Mine is the haiku that starts 31. I give you my heart. I mean, metaphorically. Put away that knife. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. Um, mine is also a horse moment. Um, not specifically in Cetatus, but it was like, um, most equine agendas were fairly straightforward. Food, running, more food, good brushing, repeat as desired. And then they keep talking about like the most serious topics ever. <laughs> Who are our offerings for? It's Jason. It's Jason. Fine. You win. You get an I mean, offering. He, did not. he really lost. He <laughs> frankly, he like really lost. Lost. Well, succeeded. He succeeded in getting an offering from us. And he succeeded in his goal. But that goal was unfortunately the biggest L you can take. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate L. <laughs> the biggest L you can take. Death. That's crazy. You're not wrong. Um, well, if you two were giving your offerings to Jason. Well, he's dead. Yes. You but you know who almost died young is his death song. Yeah. But you know who almost died and who is going to suffer so much because of he, him being dead? Piper. Fair. I mean, Piper's Piper, really going to get by now. I'll allow it. <laughs> Piper literally almost died. No, trust me. I'm sad about Jason. I just haven't processed it yet. Um, it doesn't feel real like it feels like he's about to come back and i'm gonna be like oh this fucker again he's in the denial stage yeah. of grief. but this one feels this one feels permanent it does it feel permanent. permanent this one i you know what i don't know if we're coming back from this one <laughs> that yeah. is pretty bad i mean we'll see i yeah we we shall see but i don't think so yeah no it feels feels pretty final yeah um because leo we just like vaguely leo was leo was a couple chapters too yeah and like he yeah we didn't see him stabbed multiple times oh yeah man they just can't get a break talia is fine (laughs) now for a while um yeah now is important votes are I guess Caligula for killing Jason. It the the death feels bigger than Caligula, you yeah. know. But I guess he is the one who does it. So Caligula. Yeah. I guess I'll second that. I think that makes sense. I'll go three. He sucks. 
He does. Yeah, he like really like he did order people's hearts to be cut out. He's like really going like cartoon supervillain, but like R-rated cartoon supervillain, like yeah. really, and, really like, violent. We like the boys respect, levels. But it was still gross. Like every every character who's mentioned Caligula has been like, guys, that he does not fuck around. And, and like, like, no, we you're found right. out he does not. He has not been fucking around. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, Jason. But that's all for this week. Join us next week. We'll be discussing chapters 34 through 37. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. We also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store with new stuff. And our website, www.returnwithcamp.com. Dot com. Dot com. Peace.